Hello and welcome to a Miles Better Conversation. This is going to be a selection of interesting and revealing range of interviews with our clients and business leaders from around the world. Each interview should last around 20 to 30 minutes. During the interview, I'm going to be asking what I refer to as the Miles Better 10 Conversations, a selection of revealing and probing questions about our guests, business approach and more. My name is Colin Miles and I'm the CEO and founder of Miles Better. I'm excited to introduce our first guest today, Stuart Miles. Yes, same name, my brother, um, but he is the CEO of PocketLint.com. Thank you so much for joining us today, Stuart, and allowing us to put you on the spot. But before we start, I thought it was only fair to introduce, allow you to introduce yourself. Wow, there's a there's an opening for you. Um, yes, my name's Stuart. Uh, I'm your brother. That's <laughs> uh, always a, a good way to start. Family starts at home, doesn't it? And all the other stuff, except you're halfway around the world. Um, yeah, I suppose I'm I'm me. Uh, I founded Pocket Lint uh, 17 years ago. Uh, it's probably what the key key element you're looking for there, rather than my love of drinking wine. Um, and have grown it from a £15 investment. Uh, .co.uk's were expensive back in 2003 um, to a business that's today that employs around about 15 people, has 10 million unique users a month, and uh, is trying to fight the fight of, of delivering good content on a daily basis. Wow. Okay, so that, that's an interesting that uh, 17 years, I hadn't realized it had been so long, Stuart. Is that how long we've been working together now? Yeah, it's, uh, I know, 2003. Um, before, and this is what's fascinating about, uh, you know, Pocalint, for those that aren't aware, is a, a consumer technology website. We look at news, the, the latest news announcements in consumer tech. We review the, product, the latest products, and then we do a load of features to, um, to help you Get the more, get the most out of tech. Get more out of it. Whether it's uh, buying guides for which toothbrush you need to get, or you know, electric toothbrush you need to get, or whether it's understanding what a f new functionality or feature of the Xbox uh, One is, or whatever. We're trying to help and and kind of understand technology as it's constantly changing and evolving. Um, and as you can imagine, over the last seventeen years, we've seen. I've seen quite a lot of different things. You know, we're talking pre-iPhone, pre-tablets, pre-electric cars, uh, pre-pretty much most things, you know, pre-Twitter. Pre pre yeah, pre-everything. Pre and, and as a technology journalist, uh, first and foremost, when I first started, I've been covering uh, the industry since uh, the late 90s. And so, yeah, I've, I even remember kind of someone going, look, what's this thing? It's, it's called Google. It's really exciting. You should try it. So I've been around for a while. Well, you, yeah, so probably Lotus Notes might just predate you, as I'm a little older than you. But, uh, you know, even those, uh, who, who knew where yeah, they were going? Exactly. Uh, yeah, exactly. And, yeah, and, and what's fascinating is, is lots of things, you know, I've seen over the time, we've seen the rise of BlackBerry and then the decline of BlackBerry. You know, BlackBerry phones, huge at one point, you know, dominated, number one, you know. Crack, Crackberries. Yeah, exactly. Crackberry. And now, yeah. you know. You don't own a BlackBerry. Nobody owns a BlackBerry anymore. And you know the same with Nokia. And then we've seen more instantly the rise of just of just a multitude of of different technologies and coming. And so we've kind of had to adapt of what we do and what we cover and, and how we run things over that time, um, which I think is one of the keys keys there of saying relevant. Yeah, I mean podcasts. Look at what we're doing now together. You know, we used to be you'd have to write a a blog even that was revolutionary but before that were newspaper articles so yes exactly very interesting all right so um 
Pocket Lint, where where is it? Where is it at the moment? What, what's 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 really exciting Pocket Lint in the technology world? Where, where, what should we be looking at and and reading on your latest review? Well, I think it's quite an interesting time at the moment. Um, you've obviously got there's certainly towards the end of the year we've got two brand new consoles uh, that are launching from Sony and Xbox. So there's going to be a big next generation battle uh, for the gamers out there. Gaming has over the years become more and more relevant and more and more uh, interesting as, as you know a long time ago it used to be probably when you first started gaming Colin it was Atari's and Commodore 64's and sitting in my bedroom quietly playing not with myself but yeah pretty <laughs> clever how you say that but it's, yeah. it, it's that sort of, yes exactly I just thought that maybe that's not the quite you know right without phrase, giving but, without yeah. giving too much of our, our family history away you know Tandy TRS 80's you know that kind of stuff right now you're looking at you know Sony PlayStation 5 Xbox Series X there are a sense, you know, these are state-of-the-art gaming consoles which will start to blur the realms of, certainly from some games, of what is real and what is uh, what is computer-generated and that you're playing computer-generated. That's kind of where it's come. There's technologies yeah. called ray tracing which are, are kind of going to make games even more realistic and all those things. As they become more bigger and more powerful, they become more expensive and all the other stuff, they're not necessarily, you know, that's going to dominate towards the end of the year, certainly from that that's field. You've then got, uh, you know, electric cars uh, are coming to the forefront at the moment, you know, as we shift away from a sustainability point of view, you know, more and more people, are, you know, certainly in the UK, uh, there is requirements of, of, you know, everybody must be selling electric cars by next 2025. So you've kind of, you're starting to get to this point where there'll be a tipping point, not if, if, if of when, but it's that it's that sense of the chances are that people's cars that they're going to buy next next car they're going to buy if they're buying a new car it's going to be electric fully electric or it's going to be a hybrid of some nature and therefore what does that mean where do the companies like tesla sit into it volkswagen are starting to get into electric cars as are other companies and once those big big companies start you know the, the behemoths of yeah. the car industry get really start switching over i think you'll start to see a huge um movement there and that will it won't as as we're seeing at the moment with lots of other industries it won't be just a, a slow change it'll be a very quick change um one of the interesting right. things i've found with the current situation that we're in is that the demise of physical cash um you know every report i'm reading it's kind of that sense of well we realized that physical cash was kind of on the way out was probably going to be phased not phased out from a government perspective but phased out from a user perspective over the next five years as more people do contactless payment more people do online payments you know all those kind of things that we've now become used to and if you look at the current situation now i, I personally i can't remember the last time that i actually touched physical cash in you know or needed to because you just you just want to contact yeah, them i suppose again you know through the the, the covid19 and the the fact that the transmission of germs um is, is is obviously as you say what's going to accelerate it and it makes me think of in fact when we used to go to egypt uh, on vacation with diving the fact that we always said to people don't touch the money you know if you do use the money because it's dirty just generally you can yeah. come back with a stomach bug well, I suppose that's exactly the same approach, isn't it? No. Yeah, but also you just you find now that society's set up to do that. Certainly, from a you know a cash perspective and accounting perspective, it's that sense of you know I don't necessarily money's a pain from a business perspective. Money's Expensive. a pain in Banks that like it. <laughs> in, in in cash because I've got to I've got to work out you know I've got to work out how to I, I work remotely. Our teams all work remotely, and so I'm not in I'm not sitting in a in a major metropolitan area right now. I'm I'm sitting in 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 Ascot. Um, 
uh, running my business from, from currently from my house. But it's that it's that sense of of trying to understand that for me to if someone pays me in cash, I've got to take it somewhere, which is a pain. And certainly for the last you know for a lockdown during the lockdown, I got sent a check. I mean, what am I supposed to do with that? Um, you know. But it's and so it's it's that sense of. of as we move as a society, we move online to, for our shopping and for uh, reading and education and working and all this kind of stuff. The idea of, of saying, "Oh, you've got a spare twenty or whatever," is not going to—it's yeah. just not going to carry carry favor. Yeah, indeed, and, and and children today of having all having iPhones and Android phones and other things, you can just load money onto their phone, can't you? Through you know Apple Cash, yeah. or Google Cash, or whatever the cash is, doesn't even—they they can still just uh, go cash. Very interesting. Very interesting. Well, thank you for that. Thank you for some background as to a little bit of uh, Pocket Lint and, and what your uh, what we think is the future for uh, for tech at the moment. But now we're going to leap into my Miles Better Conversation Ten, and we're going to start with a little bit of a challenge for you. Um, and it's, it's okay. what's the biggest challenge you have right now at Pocket Lint, and how are you hoping to overcome that? Yeah. Wow. These are good questions. These are good questions. Uh, I think, and I haven't even started really, have they? So yeah, first one, first one straight in there. Um, I think the biggest challenge is probably it's probably adaptability. It's that trying to, and this is probably even more compounded, and certainly in the last couple of months, it's that I think the relevancy of of trying to stay, well, the, the trying to stay as relevant as possible in a business is to be adaptable. The things that I did when I first started the business 17 years ago are very different to the things I do today. And even if you then go, well, that's probably acceptable. That's a long time ago. But then I look back and think, well, actually, some of the things that we were doing six months ago, right, yeah. we, wouldn't, we wouldn't do today. And some of the things we did last week, we think, well, actually, we've tried that and it doesn't work. So I think it's that constant, it's, it's, it's that thing of trying to say, well, there are certain things that you want to do and keep doing that, are, that make sense to do. But there are certain things that need to be constantly refined and constantly adapted to the situation. Now, whether that's because people aren't paying or whether that's because people are paying or whether it's because there's an opportunity that you see or, a, a, you know, it's that constant. I think you just have to stay constantly aware of what's going on and therefore how you how you can adapt and not be afraid to adapt without the sort of fear of, well, it's a new territory or we haven't tried that before and, and therefore mastering that fear be a good thing rather than a negative okay thing. cool well that leads me very nicely to my second question and you'll see how we built on this so how do you continue to learn in order to stay at the top of your game perhaps either within your role or within your industry so again a great thing about obviously adapting so how do you personally adapt or how do you uh, you know learn yeah i'm just going to say the same thing again that work can you just cut and paste the <laughs> <laughs> i think it's that no, I, think I think it's, this is a this is layering it no, on peeling the onion no very true perhaps <laughs> perhaps that question is a little similar to the last one no 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 so I was, I was being facetious i think i think there's that sense of look every every day is a school day oh, that's, you're, you're training you're teaching your children as well at the moment you know uh, right uh, yeah totally but it's it's i think you know, I think you have to make sure that you're constantly being pushed at what you do and whether that's you pushing to be better at what you do or whether it's pushing to learn new things. I think that's all I think that's all in the same basket. It's all very clear. I even though I run my own business, I not only myself, but I encourage my staff to, to do freelance elsewhere. Now, that's not because I can't afford to pay them, but it's because I think it's important to have other people tell you how to be better yeah so, influence. I, I, I can see that yeah so i i write a column for the sunday times magazine and 
you know, I have to submit ideas and I have to, when those ideas, when I'm submitted, if they're accepted, I then have to write the column. And then my editor at the magazine will come back and say, well, you know, this was, this was all right, or this was great, or I loved it. Or could you, could you just, you know, sort, could you kind of tidy up this bit here or tighten this up? And that, because I'm submitting it to someone else, even though I'm, you know, the boss of my own business, it's, you kind of spend a little bit more time perhaps than you would if it was for yourself. Because it's very easy sometimes to go, oh, it's 4.30 on a Friday afternoon. I'm just going to, that'll do. Whatever that is, that'll do. It doesn't, you know, I've got it done. It's fine. But if you're submitting it to someone else and you know that someone's going to come back and go, really? It looks like you just said that'll do. You know, have you actually done your best? Yeah, you did a 4.45 to 5 o'clock and I'm done. (laughs) Yeah. And so I think that that's one of the things that, you know, you need to, to keep fresh in this is that you it's good to sometimes have and we kind of make sure we do this on pocket Lin as well is that every so often we get someone in an outside consultant to come in and just ruffle the feathers a little bit in a certain area to see whether we're doing what we're doing and sometimes you'd say that to the team and they go oh um why why are we why are you bringing this guy in I, i've told you it's all work and it's fine and all the other stuff i'm like yeah but it might be a great way for us to see something that we haven't seen before or you know, just to make sure that we are doing what we should be doing to the best of our capabilities. Yeah, exactly. Almost another analogy be, you know, a fresh pair of eyes and, uh, you know, walking a mile in somebody else's shoes. Different perspective might just reinforce what you're doing really well, but also might just say, had you thought about that? I suppose is the, is the thing. Yeah. That's great. Yeah. Good, good advice for everybody, really. You know, we all get very complacent, don't we? Um, you know, how you get somebody joined who's new, enthusiastic, it's got loads of new ideas. You're like, why didn't we think of those? So complacency can yeah. set in. That's great. Cool. So a little bit about yourself now, Stuart. One on, one more for you personally. What makes what makes you feel inspired and want to leap out of bed? Now, sometimes, obviously, after working with your children, I'm sure no leaping going on. <laughs> <laughs> if, if in that mindset, it's a Saturday morning, the sun is shining, you're playing from what I call the 10, what makes you, what, you know, what inspires you and leaps you out of bed? I think it's having puzzles to solve i think that's that's one of the things that drives me is that it's that sense of if you get to a job where you're just doing the bare minimum and you're not really enjoying it and and we've all been there i've had jobs before working here that where i found perhaps you know it wasn't as inspiring as i was hoping it's repetitive it doesn't kind of push you there's no challenges and all the other stuff then there's a a reluctancy not to bother doing it but i think if you've got problems to solve whether no, no matter how small or how big they can be, but if you've got things where you don't necessarily know the answer to, and you need to to those challenges, or you you're trying to achieve something, and you there is you know things to solve uh, around that scenario, then I think that's the thing that that makes you get up and makes you want to do a better thing. Um, that's that's from a personal sort of kind of, of challenge experience, but it's also that sense of you know we tell a story uh, on the site, and it's fantastic to see so many people wanting to come and read. And, and listen to the stories that we tell. And so that there is an element there of, of, of that driving through. But I think it's that, how do we tell those stories? But how do we tell those stories better? And how can we make them more relevant to people? And how can we therefore reach more people? And how can we, once we've made them more relevant and more, you know, and the reach has got further, how can we then, let's go back to the beginning, how can we make them better? How can we tell those stories right. better? And so I think that's a key player there in that sense of, if it was easy and if it was, you know, the same thing over and over again, I think that 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 doesn't inspire people. Mm-hmm. So it's that constantly trying to make yourself better 
that's that's what inspires okay. people. Lovely, excellent. All right, and we're moving on. We're on to question number four. So thank you, Stuart, for your time and your patience. So um, what's the best compliment you've ever received in your career or personal life that really resonated? So this, uh, you're going to laugh at this one. This is quite funny. Um, I remember when I first came out of university, I went for a job in advertising. And I went for uh, a job to be an account manager. At, I think it was Leo Burnett's. Uh, a big, massive advertising agency, and uh, it was way. But this was this was way before the idea of the Apprentice and all those kind of things. But it was effectively one of those like workshop days where we had to do a load of different things. And in part of that, there was a you know everybody there was ten of us or whatever, all fighting against each other and, and not sure how you're supposed to handle and it. it. Should you should you be best? Yeah. Should you be the leader? That might not be what they're looking for. It could be a team player. Second guess everything. Yeah, I've been there too. Been there, got the t-shirt. <laughs> I remember in my one-on-one -on -one interview, the guy said, "Well, you know, we're reading this and we've seen the way you've acted and all the other stuff, and you've come across as quite tenacious." Okay, nice. Now, at the time, I had no idea what that <laughs> word meant. Okay, yeah. <laughs> and so I'm just sitting there going, "Right, there's going to be there's two ways it could go, isn't it?" So I'm just going to say, "Why, thank you." Fifty-fifty, <laughs> <laughs> and you landed it. So that was good. Well. Yeah, and the guy was like, "Okay, this is bold. This is strong," and uh, and, and yeah, I didn't get the job. But you know, it was it was. Uh, I I I I like to think that that's quite a cool compliment in the sense that it's he could have easily said arrogant, and therefore that twists it over to not being a compliment in any way, shape, or form. Or he could have just said confident or whatever. But you know, I obviously went away and then read up what that word meant. But it was just that it was the fact that. And then it kind of went very red, thinking, God, blimey, I really was quite arrogant by saying thank yeah. you very much yeah. to, the, to the tenacious comment. But it's, it, it, I think that kind of inspired, not inspires me, but that it, kind of, it, it kind of sums me up in that sense of I am, I, I like to think I am quite right. driven. And the way, you know, I get things done. And therefore, tenaciousness is that kind of, it is, it is arrogancy, but with a, I, I like to think it's arrogancy, but with a nice yeah. side to it rather than the negative well, side. Well, hopefully it's, it's wanting to bring people along on the same journey of, of, of your, of your passion and stuff. So nice. Like it. I haven't actually heard of that one, Stuart. So you never, never there you go. together. So, uh, Every day is a school day. Indeed. I like it. I like it. So one more, a little bit more personal sort of question, and then we'll, we'll move on. So I believe life's a journey here. Uh, and I'm all about myself, taking my clients and hopefully yourself on the journey to success. But uh, not obviously me is the answer to this question. But what do you, who do you think has been your best companion, um, perhaps within your business or even your personal life? And not, not either or, whichever. Um, and what for what reason? Well, I think, I mean, obviously I have to say my wife, because if she listens to this, I'll be in trouble <laughs> if I don't. I have, did have that as an option. <laughs> wife, I think I'd probably say the same with uh, about, about Kate. Uh, thing. But, you know, wives, given that they are totally your companion, totally loyal. Um, it, has there been anybody else on your journey, maybe, you know, perhaps your Yoda or your, you know, your... I think it's, I think it's important to have mentors along the way. Um, but not necessarily to have one mentor that you try and get him or her to do everything yeah. in every scenario. So I've kind of, I've built up from a, a business perspective, I built up a number of, of trusted confidants for kind of a lack of a better word that I'm able to talk to, but able to talk to about different things. Um, trying to, you know, it'd be lovely to be able to 
you know, people talk about mentors at work and things like that. And and I think it would be, you know, lovely to say that there are these people around that are suitable and knowledgeable in every single possible scenario that you will come across. You know, master of none, jack of all, as the old phrase go, isn't it? You know, you want you want masters in the field. So but I think there, you know, certainly my first boss taught me a lot about um, when I worked at the Times, taught me a lot about people management. And I think that certainly in this day and age, that's incredibly important amongst, you know, the way that we work and the way that we will continue to work in the future remotely and and all the other stuff that's thrown in there. Um, you know, he taught me a lot about people management and taught me a lot about how, how to understand, you know, staffing needs and, and all those things. And I think that's been one of the benchmarks of, of Pocket Lint and how my team work and you know very fortunate and lucky that we've we've got a great team that's been with us quite a long time and then i've got you know another boss that was is quite visionary and 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 sort of will be very sort of cutthroat in the business world that you can go to and say well i've got this interesting scenario that i'm trying to resolve and 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 he'll be able to to give me advice on that but my first boss wouldn't wouldn't have a clue because he didn't he kind of wasn't really into that kind of scenario because he was about making people in the in his department incredibly happy and and you know effective at their work so i think there's i think it's important to have people you know that not one person you go to every time but to sort of have different you know to surround yourself with people that complement your weaknesses and what i mean by that is that you know that perhaps you're not great at fractions or you're not great at you know writing or you're not great at marketing your business or you can see i've been calling but you know it's that it, it's that thing of, of, of surrounding yourself, knowing, learning your weaknesses and then surrounding yourself with people that, that, that kind of uh, the, the antithesis of that. So therefore, they are brilliant at something else. And you can say, look, I know this is not my strong point, but I was wondering whether I can have some advice on this piece. Well, you're making my life really easy here, Stuart, because you're just segueing into my next questions with, with a great. So yeah. next one's going to come is about me, obviously, and Miles better. Uh, and as I say, it is my interview, so I get to ask the questions. Um, I wondered if you might better just... And again, I'm not looking for praise. I'm just trying to look at really so how to understand how perhaps Miles Better has helped you and your business um, and how we work together um, that has, you know, am I a, a little mentor or am I actually just a functionality that works for, for PocketLint? Wow, that's a tough question to ask when you're on the, on, the, on the other line, Colin. I might get, you know, just get edited and cut out from here. But um, no, no, it's... It, it, in all seriousness, I mean, it's, 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 it's one of those things where I, you know, I'm my vision is about creating certainly when it started was about creating a website that that entertained and informed people about the tech that matters that's our kind of kind of our mantra and so you know sometimes you think well actually i don't want to get bogged down in the nitty-gritty of of the financial stuff i want the financials to work and i want them to be able to deliver what we are trying to achieve but at the same time that's you know i I didn't come out of, of, of school or university with a math degree and or accounting degree or, or those kind of, you know, financial acumen that, you know, you'd have from a business. And also talking to most of my friends, you know, that did university, you find that in modern, in, in latter life, you, you rarely use what you learn in university anyway. So it's, it's trying to, you know, from that perspective, it's, it's been really helpful and brilliant in, in that way, because it allows, it allows me to get you to do, what I sometimes perceive as the boring bits, but that are incredibly, incredibly, uh, you know, vital to, to to how the business runs. Yeah, I think what's important though is that sometimes you have to um, 
is you have to as a as a, as an entrepreneur and as someone that you know as a CEO that runs your own business, you do you have to use numbers as as part of the story, but not necessarily the complete story. And sometimes you can look at the numbers and and say, well, this is if I look at this this one set of parameters, this is this has to be done. This is what we need mm. to do. And that doesn't necessarily fit into the the wider picture of what's holistic or what's yeah. the right thing from a business perspective. Or, you know, sometimes it might be that and sometimes and that's where it's also useful to have someone that understands the numbers and, and can work on that factor because you can turn around I can turn around and say, This is the vision I have. I know I'm gonna take a hit, but is it is it how how much of a hit can I take? Because this is what we need to right. do. You know, and rather than sitting there going, Well, the numbers say you can't do it and you shouldn't do it. But sometimes you, you need that reassurance that well that might be the case but how much yeah. is it going to hurt and I say that's the head and heart that you and i often talk about when we're reviewing the business and, and things like that so mm. cool good well thank you for that uh, i appreciate your honesty and stuff um so back to a little bit about pocket lint again uh, what are some of the things you're perhaps researching for your business at the moment what's what's looking exciting uh, within the world of pocket lint not necessarily technology but the world of pocket lint so one of the things that we've uh, focused on at the beginning of the year, um, we launched at the beginning of the year and we have big plans for, uh, is uh, internationalization. So we realized that there is obviously a large majority of people around the world that speak English. And that's where we write our, our content, being based out of the UK. We obviously have a US audience as well. But we realized uh, late last year that there are lots of people out there that love gadgets and technology that don't read English. It's the universal language apart from in 85% of the world. <laughs> Yeah, exactly. And so what we've been doing is working uh, beginning half of the year, and we're now starting to see this as, as a rollout, um, is is we're rolling out international versions of Pocket Lint. So currently you can read Pocket Lint in English, uh, you can read it in Portuguese, you can read it in French, and you can read it in Spanish. Lovely. Now, rather than the more traditional way of saying, well, we'll just go and hire uh, Spanish-speaking uh, writers, you know, French, etc., We've taken a leaf out of the people that we cover on a regular basis, and we're doing that all through artificial intelligence and machine learning. Right. So that when one of my writers, editors writes a copy, or even if I write a story on the site, it automatically gets translated into those three languages. And the goal is for the rest of the year is to continue the rollout of uh, different languages across the board, so that by the end of by the end of 2020, we should hopefully have Pocketlint available in 10 other languages in addition to English, but all powered by artificial okay. intelligence. And I know I'm guessing you have some review process against that because, you know, the old adage of, you know, ask Siri to uh, turn the lights on and she says uh, the weather temperature is <laughs> type situation. Always. Yeah, I mean, we're, we're kind of, it's a tiny bit, but we're using, I mean, we obviously tell the readers that it is machine translated yep. copy. Um, the idea of, of artificial intelligence is obviously using uh, a combination of, of different uh, translate services like Google and Amazon and, and, and things like that. And so the system allows us to, to determine which is the best option and therefore go from that. And then the machine learning element adds an additional layer on there where it gets accustomed to the words that we use to help us refine the translations for those. Now, at it, it learns, right? Now, what we're saying is we're not saying that this replaces humans 100%. Um, and therefore, we that's why we have this this notice on, on each article that's translated to say this has been translated by a machine. Mm -hmm. But what we're finding in the majority of times, and we're talking sort of 95% correct, um, 
and it might be that sometimes the instance would be that it would be correct in a terms of you could understand right. it if you're French, but it might not include some of the localisms right, yeah. or or sort of uh, perhaps more guttural yeah. kind of, of language that you'd use if you were 100% okay with, with that language. But what it's allowed us to do, what it's allowed us to do is to expand, is to continue to expand our audience beyond what beyond the yeah. English speaking audience, the new new readers around the world, but without changing the core dynamic of, of the team that writes the content and, and, and the frustrations from a business point of view of, of hiring and trying to source and, and work out timings and, and all the other stuff from, from, from those countries that we move in. I suppose into. ultimately that will allow you, if it is proves to be as successful as you hope, that that may allow you to pivot to having some overseas written content um, just because you've yeah. place for it. Is that, is that sort of... Yeah, I mean, for example, you know, we've been running in Spain uh, since uh, February. We've already smashed our targets for where we right. want to be. We've overall our international traffic accounted for about a million and a half people uh, a month since you know since the launch this year, which is is way beyond what we're trying to, what we were hoping to achieve. And as I say, if it continues to grow in in Spain or in Portuguese or or uh, in France, or, or, or that kind of nature, then we can hire local talent within yeah. those within those languages. I think the key factor that we've done and, and the approach that we've taken, and this is where this is what excites me about this, is it's not a localized version of Pocket Lint for France. No. It's a French version for Pocket Lint readers, yeah. and that those French people could be in France, they could be in Canada, they could be in in Mozambique or, or wherever. Yeah. And I think that's the important factor there. Back because in it, England and just be a French national, French national living in the UK that would rather read it in their own language. Exactly. And I think that's important because it allows mm, choice. And it doesn't mean to say that we then suddenly, you know, as an English reader sitting in California, you're then starting reading about localized French Correct. news yeah. from Saturn yeah, yeah. in in. Poitiers. Yeah, no, no, that makes sense. Well, Airbus, Airbus is important, but yes, I, I see what you're saying, and but that could be where you could personalise it. So, oh, exciting, exciting stuff. So that's uh, ever onward, as you say, ever adapting, going all the way back to your biggest challenge about being relevant to your reader and your consumer products. Yeah. So great. Okay, so another personal question. You can see I'm bouncing between the two. If you could go back in time, we could do the hot tub time machine. We could do whatever sort of time machine, a DeLorean, a Tesla, whoever. And you yeah. went back and you could talk to your 21 year old self. What might you give him? What might you say to him? What might be a one nugget that uh, you could give him? And not a result of the stock market crashing in 2008 and COVID in 2020. So It's tough. Someone I've just been asked by, um, by someone else to do a time capsule for them where they want me to go back to the, when I'm 10. And I'm, and I'm, I'm, struggling, with, and I'm struggling with that one. I, th I think it's that it's probably not to get too stressed okay, about yeah. stuff. And it's that kind of sense of, you know, sometimes the storm in the teacup feels like it's going to end everything. But then you find that in a couple That's of weeks' right. time, it's it's not that bad. I mean, if you, you know, we can see that on a number of, yeah. of global instances from, you know, since I was 21 all the way through anyway. Uh, I'd probably also tell me tell myself, and this is probably a very tenacious thing to say. I'd say not to get so stressed about not being on a thirty under thirty list right. when you were twenty nine, <laughs> um, and that and that it was okay yeah. to turn thirty and, and not yeah, have been on one exactly of those lists. List, yeah. um, 
because it's a list of the listeners. It's a great song matter. that I love listening to, and you, you may or may not know it. I don't know who the, the actual artist is, but it's a, the, the caption of the song is Wear Sunscreen, and it's a guy who delivers this thing. And again, it's yeah. in that. You know, the only advice I could give you is wear sunscreen. The rest is a load of rubbish. But again, it's about respect, and you know, don't worry about what you do because it's you know, life will go on. The sun rises, the sun sets, and, and you aren't as important as you think. So, cool, love it, love it. Top tip is my next one. What's your top tip for business? Yeah. And be careful because I may steal it because we're developing the top tips of business. Uh, you might be my first guest presenter on the, on that seven minute video. But beside that, what would might be your top tip? Okay, relevance. I have this printed oh, out on. I have a little thing on my on my on my wall that uh, that I have. Um, it's the three R's, which is reach, revenue, and relevance. Um, Not revenue, but I think relevance. Accountant. Love it, love it. <laughs> but I think I think relevance is 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 really important because if it's not relevant, yeah. it doesn't matter. Okay, and that just that's that's very interesting because that just has stemmed through the whole last twenty five minute of discussion, everything and things. So that's really powerful that you are actually living that relevance because you are mission relevant. So that yeah, because it. I mean, that that comes down to you know every from an editorial position. You know, obviously we you know as an editorial publication, we kind of that's it's always you know it's always who, what, why, where, when, how, right? And it's that it's that sense of if if the story's not relevant to you. Yeah. Then why are you telling it? All right. If the story is not relevant to the audience, why are you telling it? If this and and you can you can play that out to be part of business as well. If if the business decision is not relevant to that moment of what you're trying to do, why are you, yeah. why are you wasting time with it? So it's I think it's you know it's really it's really important from understanding like what you're trying to achieve from an, an audience point of view, as I say from a publication perspective. But I think it's it, it's you can attribute it to any business because. If you suddenly think, right, I've got this crazy idea, we've got this core business, we've got this crazy idea, but it's not relevant to anybody, then you're yeah. just going to waste and, time. And the reader won't then come back, will it? Because you'll, you'll you know. Yeah, or, the, or, the, or, the, you'll, or you'll just get, you'll get caught down a rabbit hole, you know, for whatever business you're doing, whether it's you're selling, you know, noodles in a, in a supermarket or whether you're, yeah. you're selling, you know, you're, you're writing stories about, you know, people. I think it's if, if, if you try and sell it, you know, it's, I always do this thing where it's, there's no point trying to sell, you know, it's like selling ice, ice to the Eskimos, you know, is, is it relevant to do that for them? If, if it, if you can upgrade their ice then yeah, it is relevant. If you, if you're just selling them the same ice that they've got, then it's, it's not relevant. Maybe to them. Maybe they don't have any ice and you've been able to sell them some ice because you've manufactured it, but you're right. And that, that would be then it's, but then it becomes yeah, relevant. It would be relevant so they fine. can't get their own ice. Fantastic. The last yeah. and final question is a little bit of fun. I usually feel this perhaps reveals some of your personality. So the final question is, what is your favorite movie and why? <laughs> okay, this is, uh, this is you're going to love this because it's so cheeseball. But it's you. It's, it's your favorite movie. Um, it is me. Yeah, so uh, my favorite movie is Secret of My Success. Michael J. Fox, classic 80s. I've, I've, I've watched it every so often. It, it doesn't. Some of it doesn't hold up in that sort of... Uh, in, in that kind of corporate land and and probably yeah. sexism and, and things like that. But the, the key story is the male boy that ends up owning the company. And and I kind of I, I kind of see that as it implies that if you work hard enough, you you know, anybody yeah. can achieve anything. 
And it, it's that kind of thing. Sometimes I say to my developers, and he always likes to say it back to me, but it's that nothing's impossible. Impossible just takes a little bit longer. We, we, we make magic happen, but yeah, impossible just takes a little bit longer. Love it. That's a great film. Must get that back out again. I love that there's a soundtrack to it by... Yeah. You've probably got a yeah, laser disc, haven't you? Sneaking across the <laughs> corridor to get the girl and, uh, and you know, bed scene where yeah. the the crescendo that he's working to the music the the bang 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 yeah you know yeah. it's such a... i mean it had nothing it had nothing to do with me moving to america to <laughs> live in new york for six months nothing <laughs> oh maybe you did i think you did secretly yeah so cool good excellent well thank you so much Stuart, um uh, for taking the time this afternoon to uh, to chat with me it's been really really uh, enlightening um, I've learned a couple of things, even as your brother, that I didn't know. So uh, that's really great uh, and stuff. Your journey on, obviously, Pocket Lint has started, uh, was both insightful and also uh, inspirational. And again, particularly love your answer to uh, the question about Michael J. Fox. That the Right at the end, that was a really fun, resonates to who you are. And, and obviously, I know you better than the, the audience. So thank you for that. Uh, the top tip, reson- uh, relevance, that's just gone through the whole thing. And I may just steal that and come up with a, a concept. Obviously, please do uh, visit Stuart's website. Uh, I'm going to let him give you that little plug in a few seconds. He does have a Facebook page. He obviously has podcasts, which are on Friday. So I'll let him close with a little plug. Um, We thank you, everybody, for joining and uh, look forward to welcoming you to our next podcast. And I'll leave you, Stuart, just to close out with your closing comment, if you'd like to. There we go. Uh, Yeah, pocket-lint.com. Come along, enjoy the tech, hopefully learn some things along the way.